If you would, remain standing. Turn in your pew Bible to page 1500. Page 1500. Our scripture lesson this morning is out of Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 25. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, he called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. May God bless the reading of his word. Thank you. you. may be seated. Follow. Powerful word. Today we're continuing our series with Coffee with God, and I got enough feedback last week that I actually am having tea with God this morning because people didn't feel like that, well, Ian, I don't drink coffee. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's not the, it's the, the tea is fine. Tea is fine. Um, <clears throat> also, those of us watching by Facebook, um, you may see little Morocco eggs and things lying around, and believe it or not, I'm not going to grab them and dance around the stage. Or will I? Because life can get crazy and a little oh, wild and amazing. Which is fantastic, isn't it? Do you enjoy life? We were, life was given to us that we may live it abundantly. Life was given to us that we may live it abundantly. Life is not something that you have to do. Life is something that you get to do. We get to do this life. We get to. 
During one of my sessions with the Lord, and another question that was asked is, yes, the coffee is caffeinated. Chuck. <laughs> it had to be. Um, but in one of my times with the Lord, follow came up. And it really, you know, it, it, it comes on the heels of what we talked about last week. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me follow. We do a lot of things in life where we follow. As kids, we played follow the leader, right? Have you ever heard the, the term um, follow the breadcrumbs? Follow the breadcrumbs. Uh, we follow people on Facebook or Twitter. Sometimes we unfollow them. As adults, we follow traffic patterns, or at least we're supposed to. But all of us, we follow instructions. But it's about following. At that point in time in our life, when we, when we look at following, that means that there's a sense of surrender, is there not? We have to let go of what we think is right, even though we are those who stay up in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve putting toys together for our children without the instructions, right? But at some point in time, we have to give in and oh, hand me the book. But there's a sense of surrender that happens there when we follow. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. And they follow me. They willingly submit or they willingly surrender to my leading. Not always easy, is it? To surrender. It's not always easy to follow. When we talk about following Jesus, certain things may flood in our minds. Following Jesus means to give up my life, and maybe it means to become a pastor, something in, or a position in full-time ministry. That's following Jesus. If you're really going to follow the Lord, then you need to quit what you're doing and be a pastor. That's not true. That is not true. If you're really going to follow the Lord, listen for His voice and obey what He says. It doesn't matter to me if you work in a power plant. It doesn't matter to me if you're a stay-at-home mom. God can call people to those high callings because there's a sphere of influence that he wants to impact. Following God is also not selling everything that you have and moving to China to be a missionary. If you want to sell your life out to God, sold out, if you want to be totally sold out, S-O-U-L-E-D, to God, you do not have to sell everything you have and move and be a missionary. Some of you might have to. You see, that's the neat thing about us as individuals is that we are individuals. None of us made the same, thank the Lord. But all of us uniquely made in His image, but uniquely made. There are things that I can do that no one else can do. And it's not because I think I'm wonderful. It's just that's the way God made me. There are things that you can do 
that only you can do. And God's called you to do those things. Following God doesn't mean you need to be a pastor. It doesn't mean you need to be a missionary. It means you need to be obedient. That's what it means. Wherever you are, whether you're a kid in school, you're in college, newly married, young, old, it doesn't matter. If you are breathing, God has a purpose for you. If you are breathing, God has a purpose for you. But it's about following, and it's following his lead. In Scripture, we have a lot of people that followed the God, right? A lot of people that followed the Lord. This morning we read about Peter, Andrew, James, and John, and they followed the Lord. He walked up, they were fishing, some were with their dad working, and they left everything immediately and followed God. Now, most times we sit back and we look at that and we go, wow, man, that is amazing. I could never just pick up my stuff and go. I, I just couldn't do that. You know, I went, what about my dad? I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm working with the nets. We're getting ready to go out fishing, and I'm just going to get up and leave because some guy, now we got to think about this in perspective. Some guy walks past your desk at your work and says, follow me. Okay. Ian, where are you going? Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't know where I'll go. I'm not, not going to be back. But I'm, I'm going to follow this guy. Well, who is he? I don't know. You don't know. Have you ever seen him before? No. I want to say yes, but no. Well, are, are you, what are you going to do about your family? I don't know. Did you tell your wife? Oh, nope. I'm following this guy. Now, see, we, we assume that, that they were just ready to go, and it could very well be the case. Maybe they were having a bad day at work, and somebody walks past and says, hey, come with me. I'm out of here. Yeah, I've had enough. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say that to my dad, but at the same time, we don't know their life's situations, do we? Think about this. As God leads us, have situations in life not happened and prepared you for that moment when God says, now. You see, the Holy Spirit works in mysterious ways. We know that. But at the same time, could the not the Holy Spirit been working on Peter, Andrew, James, and John and preparing them for that moment when the Messiah walked in front of them? Strong possibility. The Bible doesn't tell us, but we can see in our life how God has worked and how He's prepared us for this and then this and then this in situation after situation. But see, we learn how to follow by listening because we know His voice. 
Peter, Andrew, James, and John didn't know what they were getting into. They didn't know where they were going. Jesus did. He knew where he was going. And he knew what he was going to accomplish. You see, sometimes stepping out and following the Lord leads you to your purpose and your destiny. And that's what happened with Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Did their following cost them? Yes. Because sometimes life is crazy, wild, and amazing. Right? It's just the way it is. But following leads to destiny. If you're breathing, you have a purpose. Following leads to destiny. Abraham followed God, Genesis chapter 12. I will take you to a land you do not know. How'd you like to get that phone call? I'll take you to a land you do not know. Come on. Leave the land of your fathers, and I'll take you to a place that you do not know. Sometimes following leads you to the unknown first. First. You see, journeying to the unknown is, for us, is mainly facing a fear that we don't know. So that one who is love, who is perfect love, and we know because Scripture tells us that perfect love casts out all fear, following that is a matter of piercing the veil of fear and stepping into what God has for you. But Abraham followed God, and it was his journey to the unknown. Joshua followed God. Joshua chapter 5. He meets the captain of the army of the Lord on this side of the promised land. And in that meeting, it prepared him to journey to his promised land. You see, sometimes our following is leading us straight to exactly where God wants us and into the promises that he has for us. Joshua didn't just get catapulted across the river and it was rainbows and sunshine when he landed. There was a miracle. They had to walk through the Jordan. So there's a trust in that. But there's sometimes there's also battles to take your promised land. But there are moments and times in our lives, seasons, when we follow God into our promised land, just like Joshua. In John chapter 6, Jesus is speaking to the people that are following him. Here's what he says. Truly, truly, I tell you, because it is not, it is not because you saw these miraculous signs that you're looking for me. But because you ate 
of the loaves and had your fill. This is a tough one to swallow. Sometimes we only follow Jesus to get what we want. Sometimes we only follow Jesus to get what we want. It's not about relationship. It's not about honoring his majesty. It's not about out of a grateful heart because of all of that he has done for us and who he is to us. It's simply because I'm hungry. At times, we do treat God like a vending machine. I'm going to put my quarters in and I'm going to pull A6 because I really need a Snickers right now. You have what I want, God, and I'm going to do this for you and I want you to give that to me. But see, this was a, a rebuke that Jesus turned and he looked at these people and he said, you know, I've done all these miraculous signs in front of you and for you so that you would see me and the Father who I am with. You see, I'm doing these things to help you so that you will have a relationship with me, that you will put down your guard and that you will want to know me. But that's not what you're here for. You're here because you want a free meal. And you've seen me take five loaves and two fish and turn it into an abundance of food. And you just want that. Church, that's the wrong want. But sometimes people follow Jesus just to get what they want. Jesus is our shepherd, and he calls out to us, and we follow him. There's an example in Luke chapter 4 of Jesus following the Spirit. He had just been baptized, and he follows the Spirit into the wilderness. And it says at the beginning of Luke chapter 4 that Jesus went into the wilderness full of the Spirit. Well, we know that's true because he was just baptized. And when he was baptized, he came up out of the Jordan and the Spirit of God descended on him like a dove. And the Spirit of the Lord led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days. Can God lead you into a wilderness? Absolutely. To be tempted for 40 days? Absolutely. I never said it was easy. Because see, everything that we're taught in Scripture is about dying to self, is it not? To die to self. And so there are things that as God has our purposes and our destinies in mind with each one of us, there are things that need to be refined. There are things that need to be pruned in our lives so that we can be what He designed us to be. So that we can fulfill that There's a reason for our wildernesses. Forty days. He met with the devil. 
And you're like, but Ian, that, that's Jesus. You know, he, he can handle that. There's a part in the Bible where Jesus looks at his followers and he says, be ye holy as I am holy. Be mature as I am mature. Learn to walk the path. Take up your cross and follow him. Wildernesses aren't easy, but they're designed to refine, strengthen, and empower so that we realize and understand who we are in Christ, whose we are, and that we can step into all that God has created us to be to face the challenges of life, to make the decisions that we have to make that are right and just in a fallen world. Sometimes we have to take the high road, and it's not easy. Our wildernesses are not designed to crush us and make us feel unworthy. Our wildernesses are designed to empower us, and here's why I know that is because at the end of that passage in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus comes out of the wilderness after he has spent time with the devil for 40 days, and after he has not eaten for 40 days, he walks out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. He goes in in the fullness of the Spirit, understanding that this Holy Spirit has come down upon him, but he comes out in the power of the Spirit, knowing that he is on track with exactly what God wants him to do and is empowered to do everything that God has called him to do. Remember all the miraculous signs and wonders that I was talking about that the people would follow Jesus for? That happened after he came out of the wilderness. Who we know Jesus as today is the Jesus that came out of the wilderness, that he moved in strength and in power and in authority. But sometimes we are led into our wildernesses. Those hard times in life, like, man, I can't believe I'm going around the same thing again. Man, this is a difficult situation. These are my favorite. I didn't do anything, and I'm dealing with this. about refinement. Wildernesses honestly are not to be avoided. There is so much that God does in us and through us in our wilderness time that prepares us for stepping into our next season. And we are stronger and we are empowered to do that and to be that. Follow. Follow. We have a lot of things that God has set us aside to do. Places for us to follow. Journeys for us to take. Maybe your season of life, you are moving into a wilderness. Maybe you're in one. Maybe God is moving you into the unknown. I'm not sure what tomorrow holds. 
And you know what? It's okay. Because it's about the unknown is simply piercing the veil of fear and knowing that God knows where you're going. Sometimes it's surrendering and moving on. But you can be sure that your journey, whatever you're following, is leading you into your destiny and your purpose to be what God has created and designed you to be. Maybe you're stepping into your promised land. Maybe this is the one thing that you've been anticipating, that you've been expecting, because God's promised it to you. And it's time to cross the Jordan. That doesn't mean there won't be battles. Because see, it's in the wilderness where also you can learn to fight. So it's all of those things. But church, follow. Follow. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. And they follow me. Father, Lord God, we are thankful to be with you today. And Father, thank you for your presence among us. Father, your love and your patience with us is amazing. And we are so thankful for it. God, anoint us with your wisdom. Help us to see our life the way that you see it. Help us to understand which leg of the journey we're on. Father, bless us. Keep us. In Jesus' name, amen.